I'm a bracket girl in a bracket world. Boozy brackets. It's fantastic. I'm your host, Chris. Let's meet your panelists. Starting with Mr. Jeffrey Gore. Come on, Jeffrey. Let's go drinking. Oh, my. Oh, it's going to be that kind of night, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff, my friend, how you doing and what's in your glass? I am so unprepared for that. I gave you all a warning. Uh, I told you up front. I was nervous about that. (laughs) It was solid. It was solid. It was a solid number two. I realized how nervous we all had to be as well. Right. I'm like getting name dropped in the middle of that car wreck. Um, yeah. So I was happy to be here. Um, <laughs> back again in the, the boozy bracketology seats. Um, but you know, things have changed uh, rather drastically. Uh, but I am actually drinking, I believe, a birthday bottle that my wife got me and will be a bottle kill tonight, a whistle pig 10 year. The straight rye. Ooh. I did have that whistle pig when I was at your house. It's really good. You did. But uh, spe- it is going to be gone now. So uh, Speaking of rye, I've actually cracked a new bottle. This was a gift from a co-worker of mine at work. Um, this is the Crown Royal Noble, Co- Noble Collection. It is a rye whiskey, straight rye whiskey, aged 16 years. And, oh, my God. God, is it delicious. I'm not a huge crown guy, but damn, this is good. Like, this is enough to make me go try crown peach again. It's that good. Now, you know what? Speaking of our crown peaches, let's go out to Reno, Nevada. Sarah, how you doing? What you drinking? Hi, Chris. I am doing well. Um, I'm feeling a little zen today, so I actually have just some green tea. Uh, I meditated this morning to prepare for this bracket tonight. And I just feel like I needed some green tea to go along with it, uh, considering my earlier technical difficulties. So I'm ready. Namaste, Sarah. Namaste. And namaste right here. And we're going to go to North Carolina. Mr. Woodhead, how you doing, sir? And what you drinking? Mike, get your head out of your hands. Doing great. And uh, I am... uh... Drinking a uh, whatever the opposite of a bottle kill is, it's a bottle bottle opening uh, of the uh, Writer's Tears Irish whiskey uh, that uh, is quite delicious. My wife found it through Flaviar, and we've been obsessed with it ever since. So, yeah, I found that about six months ago, and I've been wanting to try it, and I just I, it's hard to swallow like a sixty dollar bill on a, a whiskey I don't know anything about. It's it's very very good. It's uh, you know, I mean, it's an Irish. It's so it's lighter, but it it's really more towards bourbon, honestly, than a lot of other Irish whiskeys. So uh, I think it's aged in American bourbon casks. So uh, it has a little bit of that that same sort of caramelly ish uh, stuff that you find in a lot of bourbons. I will definitely. It doesn't happen to be the uh, double oaked one, does it? No, it's copper pot. I'm eyeing that one myself. Ah, the copper pot. Okay. Yeah, Jeff, I couldn't find a double oaked version of that around here. So if you do, you know, I will split that and go halfsies. Hell yeah. Speaking of going halfsies, let's go to the better half of the Gore family. 
Marissa, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm paying attention, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I am back on my BS. I am drinking Crown Peach and uh, Zevia Cream Soda. Ooh. Okay, well, I just went off on Crown Peach, and now I'm... <laughs> I'll be okay. Crown apple is delicious, by the way. I, the peach, I'm not a huge fan of the crown apples. Pitch perfect on a hot day. Speaking of pitch perfect on a hot day, Huntsville, Alabama's own Mr. Mike Mott is not bad at all. But Mike, how you doing and what you drinking? Guilty as charged. No, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, as longtime listeners know, I tend to have beers that are basically dessert in a can. Uh, this is no exception. I think this is actually the third different style of beer in this series that I've had from DeClaw Brewing Company. This is their The Pastry Archie series. This is actually number 16 <laughs> in the series, so I've got a lot of catching up to do. This is an oatmeal cream pie imperial honey wheat ale. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds delicious. <laughs> That's it is. So many amazing words. Yep. No, I, I had one of these uh, this weekend, and it is delightful. It, but it very much is, again, dessert in a can. That is somehow a beer with like 45 grams of carbs, isn't it? It's got to be. Pretty much. Brewed, <laughs> brewed with brown sugar, molasses, cinnamon, clove, ginger, and vanilla bean. Oh, that sounds so good. 8% alcohol by volume. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell, this is Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in three things. Four, if you count late openings. But we believe in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. We have already told you what we're drinking. Now let's get to those strong opinions. And we're going to start with the first matchup coming out of the 60s and 70s bracket here in the round of 32. And that is, of course, your one seed, Norman Greenbaum's Spirit in the Sky, taking on the eight seed, the Shocking Blue. No, the Starland Vocal Band's Afternoon Delight. And speaking of a delight, Jeff, delight me with your opinion, Mr. Gore. Yeah, this is one of those delightful decisions that wasn't too hard for me. Um, I think Afternoon Delight got by on kind of the uh, the hokey fun spirit of um, Anchorman. Um, but I don't think it holds up in quality to Spirit in the Sky. Um, so this one was just a, a quick, easy choice for me, Spirit in the Sky. Well, speaking of quick and easy, we're going to go to my friend Sarah out in Reno. And Sarah, that transition did not sound well for you, and I apologize. But please still don't hang up, and please give me your vote. <laughs> I mean, it, it's accurate. So, no, my vote's actually going to be quick and easy on this one, too. I 100% believe with every single word that came out of Mr. Gore's mouth. Uh, reasons, exact same thing. So my vote is for Spirit in the Sky. Well, I refuse to live in a world where Jeff Gore is right to more than one person, but Mr. Woodhead, is Jeff right? Uh, first off, Jeff, you mispronounced Arrested Development. Uh, and <laughs> second off, I mean, there are quite a few songs that you know could possibly stand with Spirit in the Sky in terms of their quality and iconicness. Afternoon Delight is not one of them. So yeah, give my vote to Spirit in the Sky also. Spirit in the Sky's got a 3-0 lead. It's definitely moving to the Sweet 16, but I do want to hear from Marissa. I don't need to say much. Spirit in the Sky. All right. Spirit in the Sky, 4-0. Mike, take us home. Well, you know, I mean, both of these songs kind of have a, a little bit of a hippie vibe, right? But only one was actually recorded in the hippie era, 
and that's Spirit in the Sky. That was the one that pops up in every single movie involving hippies at some point. Afternoon Delight, that was after the hippies had sold out to the man. So, no, you got to give this one to Spirit in the Sky. Uh, Mike is uh, causing a ruckus by telling hippies they somehow sold out, but that doesn't matter. Spirit in the Sky, 5 to nil. moving on to the Sweet 16, punching its ticket much like Gonzaga. Let's see how this story ends. We're moving on. We have got your five seed, Sugar Hill Gang's Rapper's Delight, taking on the four seed, Nazareth's Love Hurts. Speaking of Hurts, we're going to ask Sarah to get us started. This one wasn't too tough of a decision for me either. Um, I did vote for both of these songs in the first round, but I have to give it to Rapper's Delight. I think it's a more iconic song. I think it's more culturally significant. I mean, there's so many love ballads previously uh, in not only this bracket, but just in general. I think Rapper's Delight is the better song and definitely more significant. So, Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight picks up its first vote. We're going over to Mr. Woodhead. What do you think? So when I was re-listening to these songs, uh, Rapper's Delight is, well, the the long single version is roughly twice as long as Love Hurts. And I realized I could get all the way through Rapper's Delight, and I'd had a little bit of difficulty getting all the way through Love Hurts, even though it's half as long. Uh, so, yeah, even on quality, even pushing past the uh, the the fact that it basically introduced the wider world to uh the genre of hip-hop rapper's delight is just the better song it gets my vote rapper's delight has picked up a commanding two to nil lead as we bring it over to marissa uh something must be wrong tonight because i am agreeing with both jeff and sarah um on basically everything they said rapper's delight is more iconic um i can listen to all of rapper's delight Love hurts. It's just like after the first minute, it's you're done with it. You move along. Uh, so from it's going to be Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Gang's uh, Rapper's Delight for me, please. Well, as I check with Eleven to see if we are in fact living in the upside down, let's hear what Mike has to say. Jeff Woodhead pretty much said what I was going to say verbatim. I was going to say. I don't know how the five-minute song drags so much longer than the 12-minute song, but it absolutely does in the case of comparing these two songs. Rapper's Delight is the more iconic song, it's the more historically important song, and it's the better song. Move along. Well, if I'm not mistaken, that brings us to another five-to-nil sweep. Rapper's Delight will meet Spirit in the Sky in the round of 16. I know what I I said. I know, I know. We'll get to them in a second. Hold on. Jeff's opinion doesn't matter. We've covered this. (laughs) As long as Jeff Gore is wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, we're not going to listen to him. But, Jeff, I, actually, I do care about your opinion because, oh, there we go, there we go. The Rays hat is on. Jeff, you can now feel free to move about the cabin. What do you think? All right. Well, screw your five to nothing lead. Love Hurts was one of the best cover versions of a song in history. The Everly Brothers owe everything to Nazareth. No, what the <laughs> <laughs> He had me going. He did. He had me going. He did. That was good. 
Sugar Hill Gang, of course, takes this. I mean, the the introduction of hip hop at a greater scale, the just the amazing lyrics, the the just the amount of words in that song alone are historic. Um, of course, it takes the five O lead. Well, dare I say, in the Sweet Sixteen, we have two songs that could very well have been meeting in the championship game in this bracket. That's going to be some tough decisions, but that is two episodes from now's problem. We're moving on. We have got your six seed, Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff, taking on the three seed, Wild Cherries, play that funky music. And of course, when I think of funky music and funky fresh beats, we're going to Mr. Woodhead. All right. So in 1990, a uh, all-girl hair metal band called Precious Metal decided to cover this song. The manager of the band at this time was uh, a guy named uh, Dan Pritzker. Uh, his friend, his, his father was Jay Pritzker, the, uh, the co-founder of the Hyatt Hotels chain. And he had a friend that, uh, he thought would be, uh, interesting to put in the music video. And so he went to this friend, a, uh, a then young up and coming celebrity, uh, real estate developer, uh, who wouldn't quite, hadn't quite reached to the full peak of his fame with his iconic appearance in Home Alone 2, a guy by the name of Donald Trump. Who uh, and said, "Hey, do you want to be in this uh, this hair metal movie?" And Donald Trump said, "Well, maybe." And uh, Pritzker said, "Okay, look, if I buy your shitty airline at the time, Donald Trump was for some reason trying to run a fucking airline out of Laguardia. If you if if you are in this video for my kids' band, I will buy your shitty airline." And so. The uh, Trump said, OK, I'll do it for ten thousand dollars. The band flew out to New York. They filmed this video of uh, them basically berating Donald Trump while uh, lip syncing Mr. Big Stuff in their hair metal way. They flew back, uh, of course, not after Donald Trump sexually harassed the lead guitarist. Uh, after that, how that whole thing happens, uh, Trump goes to Pritzker and says, hey, can I uh, so uh, you're going to buy my airline now? And Pritzker says, fuck you. I'm not buying your stupid, <laughs> shitty fucking airline. <laughs> <laughs> so so Trump turns around and says, oh, yeah, you know, that uh, goes to the band. The band has that literally had nothing to do with this. They were just like, you know, thinking, oh, hey, we got to fly to New York and film something with Donald Trump. That was kind of cool, even if he sexually harassed us. Uh, he turns around and says, oh, you know, that $10,000 I wanted, make it $250,000. <laughs> so they obviously can't pay him. They can't release the music video anymore. Any publicity they would have had from this is gone. Uh, the band evaporates in within the next year. Uh, all because Donald Trump was pissed off at Jay Pritzker for not buying his stupid, shitty fucking airline. All of this is to say, uh, it is deeply ironic to me to think of a song about someone not wanting to be a plaything for rich people becoming the, uh, the means by which a band became a plaything for rich people. Uh, Fortunately, of course, Karma had its way, and uh, lead vocalist of, uh, of Precious Metal, uh, Leslie Nauer, became president of the United States, and no one heard from Donald Trump again. 
Oh, wait, shit, I think we have that backwards. Uh, anyway, uh, give my vote to Mr. Big Stuff. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, a better song, and uh, I do like that theme about not being a plaything for rich people, even if, obviously, rich people don't always pay attention to that little uh, morale. Now, this is the round of 32, and the round of 32, for those that don't know, because we don't really talk about this that often, it's kind of where we cut the panelists off at a minute. Jeff, you told me before the recording that you wanted more because you wanted to tell that story, and sir, bravo. <laughs> well, well worth your time. Speaking of well worth my time, let's hear what Marissa has to say. Well, Jeff Woodhead, if you happen to get served a uh, defamation lawsuit, please feel free to give me a call. And maybe we can help you out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> we shouldn't be using his last name, should we? Um, probably not. <laughs> and we should definitely lives. say his last name. <laughs> I think there's some dude with the uh, QAnon uh, thing <laughs> sitting on my front lawn right now. I got to come back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree that Mr. Big Stuff is the better song. Uh, I am voting for play that funky music now play that funky music has picked up a vote and we have got a one to one tie and when we have a tie there's no one better suited to fill that gap than mr mike mott you know these are both good songs this one was unlike the first two which were fairly easy decisions this one i I definitely had to think about for a little bit and mull over um and ultimately i decided as much as i I dig the Motown vibe of Mr. Big Stuff. And as Jeff said, I do like the message behind it. Only one of these songs plays at every single wedding. And only one of these songs is going to cause me to drop everything I'm doing when it plays at every single wedding that I happen to be attending and set down my wine glass. Or maybe I'll take it on the floor with me, depending on what time of night it is and dance like I'm an idiot because I am. And if you've ever seen me dance, you know that, but it's it's way too funky and fun, no pun intended. And I it's I think it's the more iconic song. So I'm also going with play that funky music. Play that funky music has picked up another vote. We're bringing this over to Mr. Jeff Gore. Yeah, so this is a, an interesting one, uh, one that actually is kind of difficult, um, because I really like both of these songs. Um, I, I don't know that. I really like one or the other more than the other personally. Um, so it, just in doing my research, um, actually found that uh, Mr. Big Stuff was actually up for awards and I believe came in second. Um, I think I saw it to Aretha Franklin. So that's pretty hard to beat. Um, so for me, I think I'm going to have to use that as my only kind of tipping point and I'm going to have to vote for Mr. Big Stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have got a two-to-two tie going into our final panelist, and it is the round of 32. Everyone has their buzzer beater remaining. Would anybody like to lock their buzzer beater in to try and convince Sarah one way or another? Sarah, I am not hearing any response from our panelists. I am afraid this is all up to you. I'm okay with that. I feel like for once I'm going to make a big decision here. I do like Mr. Big Stuff. I voted for that last round, but maybe it's just me, but there is just something about Play That Funky Music, White Boy. Every time it comes on, I get into it. 
I don't really hear Mr. Big stuff come on that much. Um, and I listen to state as uh, radio stations that would play them both. And I just, I hear play that funky music white boy more often and just a personal opinion. I'd rather jam out to that song a little more. So I'm actually going to move, play that funky music white boy over. Well, Sarah, I am a white boy and I will in fact play the exiting music for Mr. Big Stuff. Play that funky music white boy is moving on to the next round. And now we are moving on to the one upset from the opening round in this bracket here. It is going to be the 10 seed of Zager and Evans in the year 2525, taking on the number two seed, Looking Glasses. Brandy, you're a fine girl. And I want to hear from Marissa. Uh, I'm sorry, 2525 has no chance against Brandy. Uh absolutely zero and if it does somebody's bsing you brandy (laughs) brandy picks up a vote we are going next to mr mike mott yeah as easy as the first two votes were for me i think this might be the easiest one of this particular region uh in the year 2020 25 25 i find myself like it's an interesting song i'm i'm glad i heard it it has unique instrumentation but it's definitely a song that i'd have to be in the right mood for brandy the mood is am i awake and still capable of hearing like there is no time of of day no time at all that i would not want to listen to that song and just enjoy the hell out of it i mean you can call it i think i think uh jeff gore called it yacht rock last time call it whatever you want it's it's a style of music and it's got a vibe that i really like so uh hands down looking glass brandy all right brandy has taken a two to nil lead we're bringing it over to mr jeff gore yeah this is a this is a surprising one i mean we're looking at uh, in the year 25 25 and it's it's not like it's a real uh a real high seed i mean it's a number 10 so it's not like it came in at uh you know a 15 16 barely squeaking in um, for me, this is the first time I was introduced to this song and could not have been happier to found it because I absolutely love this song. Um, now for Mike, when they say, you know, you got to be in the mood for this song, yeah, there's some truth to that. I mean, you, you kind of do have to be in the mood for just excellent, excellent, super fucking weird music. The difference is, is... When you're listening to Brandy, it gives you the mood to be into. Brandy is just maybe, although I was raised in the 90s and early 2000s, Brandy might be my favorite song on this list. So, of course, I am moving Brandy on. R.I.P. Zager and Evans. And Brandy is moving on. That is three votes for Brandy. We have two more panelists to hear from. Sarah, lock in your choice. Well, there is something weird going on today because I believe with every single word all of my prior panelists have said, um, maybe Marissa and I are on it today. I like it. But yeah, I I don't think this was a question. Uh, And I agree with Jeff. I think Brandy is arguably my favorite song on this list as well. So yeah, Brandy all the way. Oh, Brandy is, in fact, a fine girl. But before we see how close this ends up being, I want to hear from Mr. Woodhead. 
So when I was describing the songs on this bracket to my wife and my daughter, uh, my 13-year-old daughter, and my uh, uh, our friend who uh, we were having dinner with at the time, I was saying, listing the songs on it. Only one song that I listed made everyone uh, spontaneously burst out into singing. Uh, that song was Brandy uh, because everyone knows it. Most everyone loves it. It's a really fun song. I actually had a little bit of a harder time with this one than I thought because I do like in the year 2525. It's really grown on me. But it's not beating Brandy, guys. It's just not. <laughs> in our third five to nil matchup of the evening, this has been somewhat anticlimactic, but Brandy, you're a fine girl, is moving on. So to recap, that part of the bracket out of the 60s and 70s, one hit wonders, you are going to have Spirit in the Sky taking on Rapper's Delight. Good luck making that choice. And then you're going to have Play That Funky Music taking on Brandy, You're a Fine Girl. Again, good luck making that choice. And we are moving on to the 80s version of the bracket. We're starting with Mr. Mike Mott. Mike, your choices are the 1-seed Dexie's Midnight Runners, Come On Eileen, or the 8-seed Biz Markey's Just a Friend. The choice is yours. Honestly, I don't have a whole lot to say here. This one is slightly less easy than the last one, but only slightly less easy. I mean, Just a Friend is fine. I enjoy listening to it when it comes on, and then I kind of forget about it. When Come On Eileen comes on, not only do I enjoy it, enjoy the hell out of it, I'm singing along to every word, and then after it goes off, I'm still singing it because it's stuck in my head all day, and I'm not complaining. This is Dexy's Midnight Runners, and as Homer Simpson predicted, you haven't heard the last of them. All right. Come on, Eileen's picked up its first vote. We're going over to Jeff Gore. Oh, I was afraid of having to make this decision. Um, I really like Just a Friend um, and have. That's not a song that was, you know, a uh, hard one for me to remember. I play it all the time. Um. I just don't think it can take on Come On Eileen, though. I think it's just too much of a juggernaut. Uh, but does it deserve a sympathy vote? I think it does. I just love Biz Marquis. I hate that this is the only song that he was ever made famous for outside of that uh, that short little riff he got in one of the Men in Black. Um, so I'm going for Just a Friend. Just a friend has tied up the one seed as we are going into halftime here, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to see how close this is going to be. Sarah, lock in your vote. Oh, this is where it gets weird. So I actually really struggle with this one. And when I got this bracket, I was really surprised that Come On Eileen was a number one seed. I'm not... Maybe it just, I don't know, it, of the 80s, it's just not one of the bigger ones that speaks to me. Biz Marquis, I actually had that song stuck in my head two days ago, all day. And I, I don't even know why. So this, in a weird chain of events, I have to vote with my heart. And I'm actually going to give Biz Marquis another vote. Holy crap, Biz Marquis has picked up a lead coming out of halftime. And ladies and gentlemen, I did not see this coming. I thought this was going to be a relatively clean sweep. Your host is 
uh, at a loss for words for once. Uh, Mr. Woodhead, do you care to give your opinion? You know, I, I, I thought about this for a little while. I went back and forth. I thought, yeah, I really enjoy Just a Friend. But then I realized that my heart was just saying one thing, and that thing was, Tu-ra-lu-ra-lu-ra-lu-ra-lai. <laughs> I couldn't stop saying it. You can't stop saying it now either. It is stuck in your head. Congratulations, listener. Dexy's Midnight Runners is with you for the rest of your day. And it gets my vote. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we have got another two to two tie. And it is going to be, oh, God, help us all up to Marissa to break it. And this is a reminder. Everyone has their buzzer beater remaining. We've had some strong opinions on this particular bracket here, especially on this particular choice. Does anybody want to lock in their buzzer beater to to sway Marissa one way or another? There are no buzzer beaters locked. Marissa, the decision is yours. Oh, I love this. (laughs) Anytime I can go against Jeffrey. (laughs) Jeff, I feel like you're still going to pay for stuff from the Disney bracket. Just throwing that out there. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that ripped his heart out in the Disney bracket. (laughs) Pretty viciously, too. It's a tangled mess. What can I say? (sighs) This one was slightly difficult for me. I also like Just a Friend, but Come On Eileen is just iconic. I mean, how can that lose? So I'm sorry, Bismarcky. Come On Eileen is taking this one. Dexie's Midnight Runners is keeping it going. They survived the scare, and the one seat is moving on to your sweet 16. How about that? Well, Jeff Gore, you're up next, and we need to know, are you going with the churches under the Milky Way or Georgia Satellites keep your hands to yourself? Yeah, so much like... Uh, Brandy, you know, some of these songs are just such quality compositions that you just can't pass them up. They're once in a lifetime, and a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons why they're one hit wonders. The Churches Under the Milky Way is not that, it is every other 80s alt song that's ever been made, but worse. Um, Georgia Satellites, Keep Your Hands to Yourself, however, is fantastic. I mean, everybody can sing that hook. You may not even have ever heard that song, and you can sing that hook. Uh, For me, you gotta go with Georgia Satellites here. They deserve to move on. Now, the 13 seed has picked up a vote over the 12 seed, and we are bringing this next one over to Sarah. Jeff, you tricked me a little bit there when you started. Then I started reeling in my head how I was going to come up with an argument to counteract your argument on how Under the Milky Way was like this great iconic song. So I'm glad I didn't have to. I mean, I I think it speaks for itself. This was another one that really wasn't a question for me at all. I think Georgia Satellites, it's a good song. People still listen to it today. 
I think it's a better song than Under the Milky Way. So I am also voting George Satellites, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Well, the 13th seed is making a miraculous run. Let's see, will that continue into the Sweet 16? Jeff Woodhead, you are up. You know, I don't know what y'all have against Under the Milky Way because it's a, a really good song and I always enjoy listening to it. I've loved it since I was a kid. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I enjoy sitting back and just kind of chilling and letting it wash over me. But you know what I enjoy more is just sitting there with a, you know, getting a glass of whiskey, standing up and listening to some good old fashioned Southern fried rock and roll. And Georgia Satellites is the, 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 that song, the, uh, keep your hands to yourself is just kind of the distillation of that genre. It's a great song. It's a rock song. It deserves to move on to the next round. And with that, Georgia Satellite is moving on to the next round. And as I remind our listeners that you want to make sure your man or woman does keep their hands to themselves, I'm bringing this over to Marissa to get her opinion. Yeah, this one this one was, I mean, I, I like certain aspects of Under the Milky Way, but... Man, keep your hands to yourself. It's such a great song. <laughs> like you just you can't help but like sing along with it. Uh, so, so I'm voting for uh, Georgia Satellites. Georgia Satellites with a commanding lead, Mister Mike Mott. Bring us home. Wasn't entirely sure whether you'd forgotten my name there for a second, which is fine. I. Uh, <laughs> So I, I do want to first give a shout out to my wife, Nikki. I was telling her about all of these uh, votes that had uh, that I had made. And these were the two that she was just like, no, you totally got that wrong. And I said, well, they both moved on. So clearly I didn't. But she was she she thought she thought this matchup should have absolutely absolutely been uh, funky town versus uh, don't worry, be happy. But apparently uh she was in the minority. I'm happy both these songs moved on, obviously, because I voted for them both last time, and this was actually a really tough choice for me. Uh, I won't belabor the point since I'm obviously A, in the minority, and uh, my vote no longer matters anyway, but I am going to give the church a sympathy vote. Uh, ultimately, Under the Milky Way is the song that I'm probably more likely to seek out. I just – I like more – of a melancholy hypnotic sort of thing these days. That's most of the music that I've listened to probably pretty much uh, throughout this decade. I don't know why it's just kind of what I've gravitated towards. Uh, and so I will give the church a sympathy vote, uh, but I do love keep your hands to yourself and I can't be sad that it's moving on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, I, I will say that I think you guys have a really tough decision coming on next round because keep your hands to yourself is moving on. And we've got two choices left in this round of 32 bracket. And I'm going to bring it down to the 11th seed. Tommy Two Tones, 8675309, taking on the 14 seeds after the fires, Der Commissar. And of course, we're going to start this one with Sarah. I love looking at this bracket and a lot of these songs were the lower seed songs, which is a little surprising. I actually had to not fight, compel to get 
Jenny, 8675309, on this list. Um, so this one was a little tough because then it's in my brain, it's kind of a battle of like the catchier, kitschier tunes. If you catch, I, I mean, they're both catchy. I, I honestly didn't know that Der Commissar was the name of that song. I knew that song, but I didn't know it was the name of it. And I don't know, there's just something. I keep going back to 8675309. Every time I hear it or a reference to it, I think of the family family guy. I was like, damn you, Tommy Two-Tone. And so I always know who sings it. And I don't think a lot of people do. But for that reason, I do. And I think it, it's just a really slight edge. But I am going to give the edge to Jenny. 8675309 has picked up its first vote. Jeff, what do you think? So the song Black Velvet by Alana Miles is one of my favorite songs. It is a wonderful blues down and dirty song that I just can't get enough of. And Tommy Two Tones 8675309 knocked it out in the first round. So I'm mad at that song. I may be mad at the three of you that voted a little bit more mad at the three of you that voted for it. But I'm mad at that song. It could probably be running against anything at this side of Eiffel 65, and I would probably vote for its opponent. And Der Commissar is fine. I'll vote for it. But i just still bitter about Alana Miles losing, goddammit. Well, a very passionate plea there from Mr. Woodhead for Der Commissar. Speaking of passionate pleas, Marissa, what do you think? just confused by that uh segue there i'm running out of segues i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) um dirt commissar is fine it's good it's a catchy song i didn't know was the name of it um but eight six seven five three oh nine is just iconic you can't you can't even hear those numbers and not just start singing so Tommy Two Tones getting my vote. Tommy Two Tones eight six seven five three zero nine has picked up yet another vote, and we're gonna bring this over to Mike Mott. Well, I voted for one of these last round, uh, but I'm actually gonna vote for the other one here. Uh, Der Commissar, I think, is better than ninety nine Luft Balloons, but honestly, either one of those was going to lose to either Black Velvet or eight six seven five three zero nine. Like Jeff, I. I voted for, I was the other vote for Alana Miles, and I wish that she had moved on uh, so that I could put uh, Black Velvet in the Sweet 16. But I honestly can't really fault anyone for voting for Tommy Two Tone because it's a fun song. It's definitely, I think, the song that is better known. And I also think it is just the better song. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, Tommy Two Tone uh, the third vote. And with that, Tommy Two Tone is moving on to the next round. But, Mr. Gore, I do care what you say. You know, I appreciate that. Um, This is an interesting one because they're both uh, good songs. Um, But one of these is a cover of a better song. And one of these is one of the most iconic songs to come out of the 80s. Uh, I think the fact that we even had to fight for this song to be on the bracket is a travesty. um, And someone should be scolded. Um. So while I do love Dirk Homasar, 
give that out to Falco. I'm going with Tommy Two-Tone, 8675309. 8675309 is taking a 4-1 to one win, moving into the Sweet 16, and we are down to the final matchup of this evening. And it's fitting that the final decision comes down to Mr. Woodhead to lead us off. Jeff, are we going with a flock of seagulls, Iran, so far away, the seven seed, or the two seeds, soft cells, tainted love? I was trying to figure out exactly why tainted love bothers me so much, but I listened to both of these songs again. I couldn't figure out what it was, and I think I finally realized that on the radio, they almost always play soft cells, god awful cover of. Where did our love go after Tainted Love is done? And it just ruins the whole vibe. So I, I enjoy Tainted Love. It's fine. Uh, but in the end, A Flock of Seagulls, Iran is the song that just screams 80s to me. Like if I had to pick a song that was, that was just... This is what the 80s was about. I would probably pick that band and their crazy fucking hair and that song and just show whatever alien that and say, here, now you understand the 80s. Uh, So give my vote to a flock of seagulls. Flock of seagulls picks up a first vote and the the seven seeds got an early lead on the two seed. And speaking of early leads, let's go to someone who could potentially tie this game with Marissa. Well, no one usually likes to hear a flock of seagulls. I think they'd be okay with this one. (laughs) (laughs) I Ran is a better song. Tainted Love is fine. It's catchy. Everyone knows it. But it gets real repetitive real quick. I Ran is just fun. Flock of seagulls is getting the vote. And Marissa comes in with a Florida joke. Nicely done. And you're right. Literally no one wants to hear from an actual flock of seagulls. But do you know who I want to hear from? I'm lying. But let's hear from Mike anyway. (laughs) Well, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I voted for one of these last round, but I'm voting for the other one in this round. Uh, I really do unironically love Iran. Uh, I think it's a fantastic song. And just because I like I Melt With You just that little bit much more, and which is why I voted for it in the last round, doesn't take anything away from Iran. Meanwhile, both of those songs are far superior to Tainted Love, in my opinion. Uh, and Iran is the one that moved on, and I'm fine with that because Iran rocks. It is so much fun. The guitars sound great, It's it's and it's more fun to sing along to, too. So... Uh, sorry to kill the suspense, but uh, I'm giving my vote to Iran. The, the song, not the country. And as I social engineer a a plot against Mike where he says he loves Iran, we're going to move this over to Mr. Jeff Gore. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're looking at here is we're looking about, at two songs from the 80s about running. Um, but only one of these songs is good to run to. We got to give it to that one. It's not Tainted Love. It's Iran. So far away. Flock of Seagulls all the way. And as Jeff runs away from Soft Cell as quickly as he can, and I've met Jeff, so it's actually kind of fast. We're going to bring this over to Sarah. 
I really don't have too much to add. I like both of these songs, and I don't know that I would have been mad if either one had moved on, but Flock of Seagulls is moving on, and I would have voted over Tainted Love just a little tiny bit, so I'm not mad about this. I would have given my vote to Iran. And Iran is going to sweep its way into the Sweet 16. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. So we already went over the 60s and 70s one-hit wonders. Your 80s one-hit wonders in the Sweet 16. We're going to pin Come On Eileen against Keep Your Hands to Yourself. And then we're going to take Tommy Two Tones, 8675309, against a flock of seagulls I ran. That is going to be a hell of an episode. But before we get to that, we have the right-hand side of the bracket for the round of 32. You do not want to miss that, as there are upsets galore. If you're enjoying the Boozy Bracketology podcast, a quick plug here. One, leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review. Wherever you listen to the podcast, tell your friends. Um, It takes a lot of coordination to put this on. If you can't tell, we got six people on the line here giving up an hour or two of their time to get this recording done. They would appreciate it. Your humble host would appreciate it. Five-star rating. Marissa, we can't give a 10-star rating. I'm sorry. Five-star rating. Write us a review. That'd be awesome. Uh, If you have not listened to this already, uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably have our Patreon up and running. So you can find that uh, probably in a button at the beginning or the end of the episode. Give it a listen. If you're that big of a fan, Join us on Patreon. We'll have the details then. But for the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, I have been Chris. I'm Jeff. I'm Sarah. I'm also Jeff. I'm Marissa. And I'm Mike. We will see you in a couple of days with the second half of the round of 32. Until then, have a good one.